What is going on and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad Podcast. My name is Chad and this week we were joined by the band Promises Unsaid. Promises Unsaid is a four-piece genre-bending style band based out of Binghamton, New York. And the reason I say genre-bending is because they can literally, from one song to another, can accomplish so many different feats in terms of sound and in terms of style. And their newest song, Mind Play, is a great example of, of how versatile they are. So really cool band, really awesome music. And it was really rad talking to these guys because they come from such different backgrounds and when they come together they make fantastic music and tell a really cool story so really excited for you guys to hear the interview get to know them get to hear a little bit more about their story and about their band but before we jump in remember to head on over to their instagram their facebook wherever you follow social media follow them there and obviously hit over head over to spotify apple music follow like Add their music to your playlist. Mind Play is going to be a great song to add to a summer playlist. It's just so catchy, so much fun. And, you know, if you enjoy the podcast, you can always share it. You can always subscribe and comment on it. Always helps. And remember, over on YouTube, we do have clips from the podcast. We'll have a couple of clips up and uh, you can then share those or you can just watch those. If it's easier to digest, it's a smaller clip. But thank you for checking it out. And without further ado, let's just jump right on in. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having us, brother. Yeah, we enjoy you having us. Absolutely. Um, I always like to just start out with just uh, quick introductions, you know, go around, tell us who you are and and something unique about you. Maybe something people may not know about you. Okay. Who wants to go first? Elementary school style, you know? (laughs) All right. right. I'll go first. I'm Caleb. I am the uh, front man of the band. Uh, we've been doing this for about five or six years now, I think. Uh, we've only, only had an album out for a year, though. Not even a full year. It'll be a year in September. Um, something unique about yourself. Something right? unique about me. Uh, I skateboard a lot. Heck yeah. Do you have a, and, do you have a deck of choice? Um, I usually ride anti-hero. Okay, nice. They're just they're just strong enough for me. Okay. Break a lot of boards just because I do like a lot of flip tricks and I'm pretty heavy footed. So nice. You do a lot more street or vert skate. Yeah, way more street than vert. Heck yeah, man. How long you been skating for? I've been skating since I was eleven. <laughs> Dang, dude. That's awesome, man. I uh, skateboarding's amazing. <laughs> it's such a challenging sport that I don't think you know. You watch someone like Nigel Houston, you're like, oh, that's got to be easy, and it's like, nah, not yeah, at all. Dude. It looks so flawless. Yeah, it's crazy. Awesome, dude. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you, man. How are you going next? Yeah, all right. I'll go next, I guess. I'm Alex. I'm guitarist slash backup vocalist. And uh, something unique about myself is I'm the only dad of the band, I guess. Heck yeah, man. How old's the little one? I have three little ones. Oh, nice. I four, but when it. You know, you count my my stepson, but I haven't seen him in a while. But anyways, uh, I got a seven year old, thirteen year old, nine year old, and a five year old. Dude, that's awesome, man. 
that's uh it's got to be stressful i've got two and that's (laughs) it's a lot but it's more rewarding than anything so heck yeah man that's awesome dude to balance everything but you know that's uh that's the challenge and the struggle of being in a band and stuff but finding that balance is what makes it makes it work absolutely dude well that's awesome man thank you what's up i'm Jaden. i play guitar and do vocals uh my one of my favorite things to do is read books and play magic the gathering i'm a big nerd heck yeah dude yeah fantastic what's what what book are you reading right now uh right now i am reading uh it's called the history of middle earth oh nice yeah it's like basically it's it's a bunch of uh tolkien's work but it's like uh his son kind of gives his spin on things or how he think token would have wanted to finish something or it's like a bible man like yeah dude is that is that kind of like the uh is it a, a different version or a simplified version of uh, what's that other one? Um, the one that does gives the whole background of the, of middle are earth. Are you talking about the similar? The simil- yeah. 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 Is it so, like a similar to that or. So it's, it doesn't have that story in it, um, but it has like many others. Cool um, dude. It covers like the creation of middle earth and like the ages throughout and whatnot. Dope. Yeah. All about Arda and all that jazz. That's awesome, man. Well, that's a commitment, I'm sure. <laughs> it's, it's not hard when you like it. I, I watch a lot of YouTube, too, when I'm bored. <laughs> I definitely. I, I've, I've fell down that rabbit hole quite a bit. So <laughs> oh. that's rad, dude. Thanks, bro. Uh, I'm Adam. I play drums, uh, and I also do all the synthesizers and stuff in the band. Sick. Um, something interesting about me. Uh, I don't have a ton of hobbies outside of music really. Um, but because of that, I can play six instruments. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Which ones? I can play the drums. I can play guitar. I can play bass, um, piano, saxophone, as well as clarinet. Dude. I, uh, did you learn clarinet and saxophone like in, in middle school, junior high band or something? Or I learned saxophone in, in school. Heck yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I, uh, I did clarinet and then in order to get to saxophone, cause my parents wouldn't let me start on the saxophone. They made me start on the clarinet. So mm. little, clarinet little yeah, yeah, I'm a little yeah. salty about that, you know, cause saxophone's so much cooler cause everyone saxophone wants to be Kenny G, so right? Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, saxophone's cool. You know, I have a soft spot for like really high level clarinet players and stuff. Like, Heck yeah. Um, but saxophone's definitely really cool. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. But, saxophone they they gave me the trumpet though oh yeah <laughs> yeah and i was like your name trumpet really dude i mean the trumpet's dope too though my sister plays the trumpet she's stellar at it i i sucked at it i quit <laughs> <laughs> i got in an argument with my music teacher and this is me in like fifth grade and i was like yeah i'm out mom i cried to my mom and everything <laughs> uh, what was the argument about with your teacher she told me she was gonna kick me out because i never practiced so, I mean, respectful, but you know. <laughs> Did you practice? No. <laughs> it's practice. We're talking about practice. Oh, practice. Not even game, but practice. But practice. <laughs> love it, dude. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you guys. I uh, I love the vibes. Um, obviously, you know, I I always try to go through and listen to the music, make sure I understand kind of where you guys are coming from. And uh, one of the cool things I found is is 
your sound is is such a melting pot of a lot of different sounds um in the best way possible um you know the vocals you've got some coheed and cambria-esque style there you know a little bit of like even sometimes you'll get a little bit of the um kind of even breaking benjamin style like um palm muted bait or guitar parts and everything just comes together really cool um and i i love what you guys have done just because it's so unique um so tell me real quick uh obviously what was the new single um gotta make sure i i get this right because i i never want to mess up so uh mind play um dope video a little you know like was that like a where where did you guys record that i i that's where i want to start i apologize i'm a little all, all over the place because i'm excited <laughs> you're good man you're good man uh so i mean the song itself started with adam adam had created a beat and he wanted me to come by to and lay some vocals down on it just so he could have a little more practice in his studio with vocals okay I had come up with something and I, I laid it down at his house and we were instantly like, all right, we're on to something right here. This, this is, this is pretty sweet. Yeah. So, uh, we took me and Al had taken a trip down to the studio to record some instrumentals and we recorded the instrumental that we had already had, had completed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we had extra time. So we're like, all right, well, what can we do? And I was like, well, we got that beat from Adam we could work with. So we took that beat and just created the whole instrumental after that with our producer, Randy. And then me and Jaded ended up taking a vocal trip down to the studio. Not too long after that and laid the vocals that laid some vocals down for it. And came out to be a bop. So yeah, dude. Cause it, I, I feel like, I feel like, um, you know, between that song and the smoothie King, um, there, there are some different vibes to it. Obviously, you know, you're talking yeah. about the synth that that's a huge addition that, that obviously not addition, but it's a huge part of the vibe that comes out of those songs. Um, so when you said it started with a beat, you're talking like the, the drum beat is what it started all or what, what, like. Just, just that intro beat. That the was intro all. horn beat. Like that Dang. Intro horn okay. Beat. That's it. All electric all drums. No, that. no real drums or anything yet. Just it was like a minute of that beat, and that was about it. Dude, that's so cool. It's just a hip hop beat that I had made. Yeah. Okay. And we were originally gonna do just like a hip hop song, and then it just kind of grew from there into my play. Yeah. <laughs> that's dope. And with the uh, with the music video was that just like a mansion around like what was that yeah. place that you guys did that in the coolest thing about the music video is the music video is actually 100% free heck yeah uh <laughs> eric wanted to do a music video for his band at the same location that we had shot growing pains uh-huh and uh she, so he said if i helped him out with that he would give us a free music video nice we're like, all right, sweet. We got the next song that we want to do. Uh, let's start planning something out. And then uh, the where we actually filmed the music video was at the Bundy Museum and History of Arts. Okay. Uh, it's a local museum around us that Jaden actually knew the owners of, and they just 
gave us free reigns on the whole whole place for a night. Dude, that's sick. We was yeah. in there from twelve o'clock in the afternoon to one o'clock at night. Yeah, filming that. That's yeah. incredible. That's a Shout crazy out to Alex and Aaron. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's yeah. that's fun, man. I because. Uh, Obviously, like the the vibe of the video was it was it was really cool because you were able to transition from room to room. It kind of like played up the yeah. the vibe of the song and it, it kind of created this liveliness. And obviously, you know, um, where where it comes through and and uh, there's the the part, it, it's kind of like um, kind of the breakdown part. But it's, you know, you're screaming while the guitars are kind of slow. The drums are kind of like half time, just like, and you're just kind of walking through, just pretending no one else. It, it's pretty sick. The vibe that you guys accomplished and yeah. like, I mean, honestly to do that in 13 hours is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, the most impressive thing about it was the fact that like we, because of all of our schedules and the videographer, Eric is so far away. We hadn't had a chance to really go and like scope out the layout beforehand. Oh, so, so it was kind of, oh we man, board kind of idea when we went into it, but then some things had happened and some situations had changed and we walked in and we were like, you know what? We need to make this table the centerpiece of this thing mostly. Yeah. Right? So it just, right. It was, it was all kind of planned on the spot. Yeah. yeah we literally sure. just threw everything out that we had planned I beforehand mean, and we we're like, you know what? Let's just, let's do it this way. I had Especially done. to do like a one take music video like that uh, with all of this, like, behind the scenes choreography yeah trying to get adam jumped over his drum kit just to get in the in the frame like table like 30 uh, 30 times times. (laughs) (laughs) that was actually the other question because that i it looked seamless i didn't know it was a it was a one take though yeah it was all done in one take dang so there's a whole lot of jumping over things and sprinting around things as soon as the camera's off of you to yeah. try to get to the next place. It was almost like a musical. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb's <laughs> like, ha suckers. I'm just walking. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You look closely and don't pay attention to me and pay attention to the background and the things that are happening in the background. There's a lot of things that can, that you you'll realize like, Oh, this is actually one take. Dude. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Cause like I said, it, it I, uh, you know, I watched it a couple times cause I like, first off, it caught me off guard in terms of, I had listened through the, the, you know, your music prior and then listened to the single. Um, and I was like, this is a cool direction. This is a bit different. Uh, you know, obviously a bit more clean vocals than what a lot of the other stuff had. Um, and, uh, that that vibey synth was just super dope and so i was kind of like listening to it extra to you know see if like because obviously the smoothie king is in the same kind of realm as well um and uh and just watching it like i said it seemed very seamless but now it's even i'm gonna have to watch it even closer because that's that type of stuff blows my mind i uh i don't know if you've ever um seen like peter mckinnon's youtube channel but uh he's he's a freaking amazing video creator and uh he does the behind the scenes watches the behind the scenes of these one take videos and uh made me appreciate that type of work so much more so i'll bet you guys really appreciate it (laughs) we had no idea how we were going to do it but eric had the idea beforehand like i'm I'm listening to i'm thinking like a one take kind of deal and we were like ah we'll see what we could do and that's 
what we ended up coming up with. So how many, Oh, sorry, go on. I had been in the Bundy before a few times like myself. Um, and, and same with Adam as well. And we knew what it looked like inside. We knew we were like, like we knew kind of what we were walking into, but like, we didn't know exactly what we were going to do. And we just, we all walked in there. We were like, all right, it's going to work. Let's just yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> like, let's do it like this. Yeah. Yeah. And it just domino affected into what it is. Well, I mean, I mean, it was a perfect building for it, right? Like the layout of yeah, that place was super sick for all of these cool transitions. I'm assuming there was two staircases because I'm oh, assuming you guys had to, you had to sprint around the back and go upstairs and <laughs> down the back stairs just to get down to the final shot. We're all at the table. There was actually yeah. there was this carpet. You remember this? There was a carpet at the uh, so. Uh, there was a back back stairway. Um, actually, in the very beginning of the video, when Caleb comes through the doorway, the stairwell that we were running um back into the uh, living room and stuff in the final shot was right to his right as he's walking in. Um, once you get past the kitchen, it's right before the dining room. Okay, but it was crazy because like me and Alex would like come flying down the stairs and like, uh, and then we'd have to come into the doorway into the dining room. There's this carpet right there. Like, right. So I like, I remember making a mental note. Okay. Don't, don't run onto the carpet because you're going to (laughs) die. Good mental note. (laughs) The door stop like first and then go on the carpet. And like, I think it took two or three times of me still dying. Just turfing it. Yeah. Right. Well, I didn't like sliding the table. And I things. never hit the ground, but like there was a couple of times it was pretty close. So I was like, ah, oh, don't do that. I'll remember one of these times. Right. <laughs> thinking, man, this house is so nice. Yeah. yeah like, like, do house, not hit anything. That house, was, anything. that house was absolutely filled with like real historical yeah. artifacts. Like, stuff yeah. like, like when I was sitting there when we were filming, I was just like looking at some of the tableware that they had set up. And, you Crystal know, we're talking gold. like, we're talking like actual silverware that have like a stamp that says like 1840. You know yeah, what I mean? dude. I'm like, dude, don't eat it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're like, don't even touch this. They don't want to get any of my oils on this actual like silver. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, that's, that's so cool. And, uh, I'm, I'm very curious. What was the most frustrating take? Cause I'm assuming you got pretty close to the very end. A couple the times. Frustrating take. take was the fact that oh we, my we had got through the whole thing and it was perfect, pretty much. Yeah, but, and our videographer but, was like, "That, that's the one." Yeah, but almost. then right as we got to the part upstairs, uh, where it's just like Caleb and myself for a second, then he just like goes like this, you know, sticks his hand. Yeah, and uh, the, the red light at, at the battery had died right at right as he came no. in on that room. Yeah. Oh, heartbreak. Yeah, it's literally perfect. The red light of death. And it was just exactly oh. what we wanted. But then as soon as he came into frame on that room, the battery on the light died. We were like, ah. uh, I remember yeah. our videographer screaming with anger. Yeah, was, I, I, was, no! I, never, I didn't have any parts upstairs, so I just heard, no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the light died. Was, no! Oh, dude, that would be heartbreaking. Oh my gosh. How, like, how many times did you have to do it? How many different takes did you guys have to do? I don't, honestly, I would say it at least like 40 to 50. Yeah. I mean, that's still to me, like thinking through it, that doesn't seem like a lot. I'm sure during like a straight 13 hours, it's brutal, but like oh, yeah. thinking of, 
uh, your song the same song over and over well, and over and over it was I, like sorry and it's like it, it was especially frustrating because you never really know why that takes not it because yeah. it's one of those things you know normally when you film a music video you get a couple takes of something and then you splice the best parts together yeah this is things where it's like you know like that was the take we're good or you know it was a mess up and the most frustrating part is like you could do your part perfectly but like somebody else could just like mess up their part a little bit down the road and then it's like well cut we gotta do the whole thing again oh my gosh (laughs) and it was like 50 takes but like oh and then like one where your strap broke yeah yeah (laughs) my strap lock came straight out of my guitar oh just like well stop it kind of we kind of went over what we were gonna do for like an hour and a half before yeah, we even shot sure. yeah in the midst of a crazy ice storm that we had to carry everything in carry everything <laughs> yeah, out and storm. on top of that i'd run and get my kid from his mother's to bring him home and then go back to the shoot and hey not about the ice storm there's yeah. literally a sheet of ice everywhere yeah <sighs> like, like couldn't step outside of your car and be on solid concrete because it's covered in ice yeah oh Every, my goodness staring at the whole parking lot i remember like chipping off the ice on my car that morning oh and dude i remember like, that he had like an inch of ice on his on his windshield brutal. comes down with half of the windshield <laughs> <laughs> he's like couldn't yeah, I couldn't be bothered <laughs> And like just enough window to see through it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, he's like, I couldn't be bothered to uh to clear off the other side. Nope. I'm just just gonna no. do the bare minimum. No, it was fine. <laughs> I was just down the hill. Oh, that's incredible. Man, that that's that's a really cool and honestly, that's kind of funny because now like the uh which one of the videos was it? Um pieces of it were from a live show, um and and it, the video title is the true one take video. Yeah. And uh, now uh, that even makes more sense to me. Cause I was like, okay, the true one take, I, I don't know what they're referencing, but cool. <laughs> but that's yeah. like, it's really cool that uh, like, cause that's a lot of dedication. I was, I was reading about, um, what was that? That 1918, I think is what it's called. That, that world war one movie. And yeah. uh, there was a take where the guy is just literally running across a, an open battlefield. And apparently it was so expensive because it was a single take in order to get everything timed right. It was yeah. so expensive. He ran into guys that he wasn't supposed to and they just had to keep going. He had to literally get up and start sprinting again and catch back up to the camera. And because it was all timed out perfectly because of the, you know, it takes so much time planning to get it right so uh just seeing what you guys did that's incredible man that's so cool so speaking of curing nature the true one take that one like we didn't even know we were gonna walk away with a music video oh really yeah that was shot at our uh album release show and eric our videographer same one that did uh the other videos uh said or just was filming that that song mm-hmm. and then i got it and i was like yo this could just be one this could just be a music video like does it actually looks, match up and like, yeah it matched up 100 percent because we all lined up perfectly in one shot yeah. and everything too we backtrack stuff live yeah yeah it, it's all to a click it's 100 percent the song as long as you just slap a song over it really that's so cool that's, that's like yeah 
it just had a cool aesthetic to it. So I was like, cool. Absolutely. That's yeah, yeah that's super that dope. Music I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And is that uh I'm I'm curious as well. Uh, I'm obviously focusing a lot on the videos because there there seems to be a lot of energy and effort you guys put into these videos. Uh, a lot of thought um and care goes into them, it feels like. And with like the Smoothie King, um, is that like is that where you skate? Is that like is that your yeah. park? Yeah, that's my home park right there. Dope. Freelance skate park. Were like the extras, were those just like skate buddies of yours or friends of your guys? Or is it like, yeah, just like friend, random friends of ours, skate buddies, random people, random at, the people at the park, too. Were the people just stoked on it? Just like the random people? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, like, yeah. We were oh, handing out yeah. smoothies, freaking frying up putting hamburgers, putting hamburgers. GoPros on people's skateboards. Yeah, yeah, just having them ride around on yeah. the skateboard while we were fucking. That's, that's so cool, man. Like, do you guys when you guys are like planning out these, these videos and stuff, like how, how do you kind of come up with the ideas to, to do all this type of stuff? Uh, really is we just listen to the track and see what it speaks to us to get like a rough idea. Okay. And then, uh, we, we send it to our videographer and he does the same to get a rough idea. And then we just bounce ideas back and forth with all five of us. That's awesome. And you said, I think Caleb, you mentioned that you guys have been doing this for five years. Yeah. So we, we originally started in 2016 or no, 2015. Oh, okay. We didn't release anything until 2017. Okay. So, so tell me like, um, a little bit about the journey that you guys have been on. Cause obviously, like you said, you know, album debut album is is last year so um there's a bit of a runway there leading up to that and and i'm sure there's a lot of learning and growing and stuff so tell me like kind of a little bit about what what your guys's journey has been i mean i've been playing music with these guys for a super long time uh l is kind of the newest one that i've been playing music with i've only known him for about like two or three years but Adam's an original member, an, an original member, uh, and I believe he can say all the things that I can say about, you know, just growing with the band and growing really around the band and seeing all the members change and still, you know, when Growing Pains came together, it's just like you know, that's the title is Growing Pains. Yeah. Great makes sense we've gone through all of these growing pains as as a band as individuals as friends right when the band started i was 17 years old yeah i was 19 so okay. it's like it's you know it's been a long journey and like the album says with growing pains you know you change so much you know from when you're 17 to when you're 24 it's just like the band kind of grew with us you know absolutely life you know you you lose some friends and you meet new people it's kind of how it's been with the band as well until we get to where we are today yeah dude i mean there's especially at that time like 19 to 25 like life is in flux man like for sure there's like no stability at all it feels like (laughs) especially being you know like teenagers still yeah creating a band it's like before we were just you know that garage band of dudes that just got together in a garage to play some music that we created together. Yeah. When did it click to like, this is a thing. Mm. 
Honestly, that's kind of a loaded question. Is it is kind of a loaded <laughs> question. I mean, it didn't really click, click. To be completely, complete. To be completely honest, until like Jaden started. Okay. Yeah. And Jaden, you've been in the band how long? A little over two years. Yeah, it's got to um, be near in three. Because um, Digital's at least two years old now, right? Yeah. I, and so, he started in the band literally just before, or not literally just before, but right around Vestigial. Okay. When they released that. You guys had like a third of the album done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it that kind of like... Because, you know, obviously, like you were saying, um, you've had a lot of growing pains and learned a ton along the way, been able to grow as musicians, as friends, as a band, as like a, a band unit. Um, what are some of the things that you've learned along that, that five years? Seven, I guess it's seven years, right? 2015, that's seven years now, almost. Dang. Wow. Make me uh, feel old. <laughs> but I, I, will, I will say I'll give it up to uh, Robbie and Saving Vice. He was kind of like my direction that was like, yo, you need to start treating your band as a business. And, you know, if people aren't doing their jobs or pulling their weight, you need to approach that as you would in just a regular work workforce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> a band is a unit and it has to work it as a unit and you need to delegate jobs for each band member, not only for, so they feel important, but you know, so they can contribute to more than just the music because there's so many more elements around being in a band, especially an independent band that drown you as an individual. And you know, I tried taking that load on for like years but until like I started, uh, you know, actually trusting the people around me and trusting these guys to start moving forward. That's really when it started, like started like clicking and we started really focusing and being like, Oh, this really could be our careers. Yeah. And that trust, like as you built that trust with each other um, on non music issues, like, still banned but not the music itself the creative side did that like help things on the creative side i I would say so because i mean even coming from you know someone that's you know been how do i put this i guess like it's almost it's almost like i was i was single for uh, a long time you know what i mean And I was just, we were just kind of bouncing with relationships. And, and, you know, when a certain amount of relationships flop, you start to not trust anybody but yourself when you have your mission in front of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once, you know, we started actually like opening up about that and, you know, that opened up into our music as well. Like, Jaden does a lot of singing. He was nervous when he first got into the band that he, that I wouldn't give him the reins to do, lay vocals on the tracks. I'm like, bro, that's what I want. I want, I want backup help. Yeah. And same, same thing with Al. Al is wanting to do vocals too. And he, he was like, well, maybe, maybe one day and I'm like, well, not maybe one day you, you write the stuff or I got the, 
or I got the idea in my head and we're all in the studio and we're grinding, you know? Yeah, dude. His first song locally. (laughs) 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 Nice. I mean, I feel like that's just like such a, a valuable lesson to, for anyone to learn, right? Like that, that collaboration, because like you said, it's going to kill you. It's going to burn you out. So like until it becomes such a burden that you've lost the thing that you are doing it, the reason for doing it. Exactly. You got to be vulnerable with each other too. Like, especially in being in a band, like just like being able to ask for help and like, you know, have the band like, because we're like a family, man. Like we, we all give out our ideas like in the open we all send each other like nobody is stuck to one instrument either somebody could write anything of anything like Mm -hmm. adam could sit down and write a guitar riff he's our drummer you know uh alex could sit down and write some vocals he's a guitarist and you know we all just collab with each other and like we're we're a single engine with many moving parts you know yeah i like that that's a great analogy single engine many moving parts like yeah, we're a single unit, but each of us have our own contributions to that main yeah, unit. One of the biggest things I feel like that helps to contribute to being in a band uh, to and be successful at what you're doing is being able to present ideas, or which is in turn present yourself, and, and uh, not be so worried about that fear of judgment. You know, so like we got to be able to any idea that comes up, whether it gets shot down or doesn't get shot down, if you can't be in a, 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 a space that you can freely create, then you're not good. You're limiting yourself in your creativity. So you're limiting your own potential at that point. Yeah. If we've ever shot anything down, like we literally yeah. run almost everything. Oh, we have a rule, we have a rule in the down. band. <laughs> we have a rule in the band and it's, you can't, you can't shut something down unless you have a better idea. It's valid pretty much roll i feel like we roll with like almost everything we just we just even if like certain members aren't vibing or whatever we all just still crunch down and get creative with it and then like like there's definitely been songs where like especially i've been in the you know studio or whatnot and well mainly before the studio i'd be like man i don't know if i'm really feeling this i'm not really feeling this and i get to the studio and we all work with randy and we all sit there in a room for eight hours and man like it just changes your whole perspective. Sometimes you're like, man, I love this now. Like it's just mm-hmm. amazing. So you just got to trust the creative process. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Was there like a, a point at like a, a time where, where that started clicking with, with trusting each other creatively or was that just like the, the inherent, Hey, this needs to be the case before anyone's in this band. I feel like, I feel like honestly, like we've all been, well, except for Alex, but like we've all been in so many bands and worked with so many people where like things were so stagnant or toxic because somebody had an ego or uh, somebody didn't want to do something a certain way or somebody didn't like something, but didn't have an idea. We're mm-hmm. all just, I feel like we're all just so sick of that, that like we, we know that progressiveness is just constant creative i mean for example whenever it comes down to even like our merch line you know we come up with that smoothie king idea for our merch it was just literally we just 
we all pitched in multiple different ideas, wrote them all down, didn't take out anything, just literally wrote all of it down. And that's what we ended up having come out of it. Yeah. And obviously like, like, you know, when, when you have that type of creative environment, there is going to be some odd things coming out of it. Right. Like, like 100%, but those odd things, you know, um, what, what, like, when you guys are sifting through and, and avoiding trying to, cause the odd things typically lead to better ideas, right? You have to have those in order to kind of flesh them out and, and get move on. So how do you guys, how do you guys do that as a, as a collaborative unit? How do you flesh those ideas out? Cause you know, like what you were saying, Jaden, like sometimes, you know, not everyone's vibing on it. How do you guys decide? All right, we'll start, we're still going to push forward with this one, even though, you know, half of us aren't fully invested in it yet. Well, I mean, it all just comes down to we just sit down and talk about it. I mean, if you're not, yeah, just being vocal and, you know, expressing expressing yourself for that. Right. It's important to not be just be like, you know, I don't like that. It's like, why don't you like that? Mm -hmm. A lot of our discussions have been like, right, like this is I don't like this part of this or I don't I don't like this because. Yeah. You know, it's it's a constructive criticism that we can, you know, better use to move on with things we want. Yeah. Like, you know, I just, you know, I think the synth is really stupid sounding, for example. Right. And it's like, well, maybe the idea itself is good and we can just change that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like we're all so much softer worded than that. (laughs) (laughs) We're all like, well, hey, we all. At just like a, a jury or something like that, we all have to come to a, an agreement. Yeah. If there's any disagreement, then we we focus on that disagreement and try to resolve that, and we don't move on until we re- we've resolved it. Yeah, that makes sense. And obviously, like that process is evolving all the time, right? I'm assuming things are constantly in flux, right? Like, there's yeah. never a this is exactly how we do it every time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there is definitely repeat what works. Like, yeah. like, I, like I said earlier, sometimes like random people like in the band will just write whatever, like it could, like I said before, literally it could just be like, for instance, mind play. Adam wrote a beat. Like what? No, Nobody even saw it coming. Right. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. And it just works. So like, Anybody could write anything, and if everybody just gets in on it, then that's that's the process. Yeah, like, we're <laughs> we're all composers. Yeah, so like, I mean, we all have our own studios as well. So like, we all just sit down, vibe in our studios, see what we create, yeah. send it to the guys. We'll post it in our Google Drive, and then we'll get together as a group and uh, actually sit down and see, you know, sit down with the instrumental and see what pick see what's apart. good on it pick it apart see what we can do better yeah and then from there we usually take that instrumental or whatever that project that we got that rough draft mm-hmm. we take that to randy's studio and then we just retrack everything and that saves us so much time in the studio because we were at one point just writing in the studio and that takes up a lot of studio time and that gets very <laughs> <That's> expensive, expensive. <laughs> very expensive, very quick. So yeah. we like, we like to be, uh, we're pretty cheap. Well, so. I mean, you've got to, you've got to make it make sense, right? Like you said, it's a business of sorts. Like, like yeah. 
it's creative at its core, but in order to make this thing actually last, you you can't just you're not you're not you know the Beatles writing in the studio. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, so we got like uh what like I'd say four or five trips under our belt, and we've already got probably seventy five percent of the album done. Oh, and it's and it's completely uh, done instrumentally. We just really have vocals to focus on now. That's awesome. And obviously, you said um, Adam's been practicing on tracking vocals, right? With uh, <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been getting better at it. Uh, he's great at it. There's 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 no there's no doubt there. He's he's this dude's. I feel like we're all singers. Yeah. Heck yeah, we're all able to yeah. fluctuate in that. We've all had uh, some vocal background. But this is the first one where, uh, yeah, I'm got up there for, for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And, and like, you know, with each of you having studios and, and, you know, knowing kind of the, the ins and outs, um, when you go to, you said it was Randy, like what's, what's the motivation for, for going there for the production versus doing it in house and then having someone else mix and master? That's a great question. Um, great question. It is a large part of it's, you know, a, an additional mind being put to things. hundred percent. Um, cause when it's just the four of us, it can go, you know, in kind of like, we're in, we're in a vacuum, right? We don't have yep. that outside party to like, you know, talk about things. Yeah. Too. Right. Um, that, and it helps to also have like a producer there. Like for me personally, it's just like, doing vocals if i were to record them myself i pick myself apart way too quick and then as soon as i have one bad take the rest of my the rest of the song's trash oh okay i feel like also randy is a bridge of communication oh yeah 100 because like any of us can sit in the studio and like communicate to randy in some formal way which could be (laughs) Tapping a taco on a door frame somewhere to <laughs> put him a Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean video. Like literally the dude just gets it, man. He's just like, Oh yeah, I, got I, it. I know what you want. Plus, yeah. And he's like, I hear this. Like if we do anything orchestrally and that, I don't even think I said that right, but whatever the word is <laughs> or with orchestras in the back and whatnot, like he's, he's there during the creative process and he just, he just communicates what we're trying to get out yeah. onto the DAW. I, I myself, by no means, am I a producer. Uh, I know how to like construct an instrumental. I don't know how to make it sound good. That, that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, that's because I've I've learned from you know talking to a lot of musicians and producers and stuff. Like, there's a lot to that process that oh, that man. is underappreciated big time. Oh yeah, and big so time. yeah. Um, with, uh, with like what you were talking about with like Randy, did it just click the first time you went in there? Like, cause I, I know sometimes you got to kind of shop around a producer, right? Like you- 100%. Okay. So like the first EP he, he recorded and mastered and everything as well. Okay. Not show, like our growth, but to show his growth as a producer as well. Uh, we've been recording him, everything that you hear on Spotify, Apple music, uh, YouTube that's all produced, mixed and mastered by Randy Pascarella. That's awesome. And how did, how did you find him? Like, cause like I said, you know, it's, 
I feel like there's there's times where you have to kind of shop around, right, for a producer that actually gets it and has the because you have a vibe that you're trying to accomplish, a sound, a feeling, an emotion that you're trying to express, and you have to have a producer who has that same, which you found, which is awesome. But how did you find him? I mean, we did have a little bit of a shopping phase. I'm not going to name drop anybody, but we did work with a producer previously to Randy. Uh, and it did not work out very well. No, no, it was straight um, trash. So you <laughs> cannot find any, any of trash. his uh, stuff that we did with him um, on the internet. But anyway. Um, we I might up, be able to, though. We <laughs> a show in Syracuse with a band called Sabretooth. Uh, and they were the ones that, you know, told us about Randy. Okay. From yeah. there, you know, we really? met Randy. Um, Randy's sister is the one who does um, a lot of our merch designs. Oh, we sick. And we met our manager through them. So, yeah. We just kind of grew from there. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's all about networking and, you know, picking people's brains and seeing where, well, you know, what their contacts are and, you know, who they got, conne- who they're connected with. I mean, that's, that's 90% of a successful band is networking, being yeah. able to create those connections. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that want to work with you out there as long as you want to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's that's the the problem with a lot of the world, right? Is they they expect overnight success. They don't ex- they don't want to put in that that grind, the hustle like like yeah. There's a lot of grinding that that takes place as a musician. Like I'm I am blown away. I think musicians are some of the hardest working people I've ever met. Like genuinely wow. the amount of stuff you guys have to do and go through, not just like physically but emotionally and mentally like that's brutal and i work two jobs on top of it oh for real what do you what do you do for work uh so i work with this guy and um at this place called ia so what it is is we uh construct pharmaceutical robot pods that fills prescriptions so it's taking uh pharmacy from pharmacy field to central field and mail order dang but we saving people money, that. man. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a line lead there and he's a level three assembler. Nice dude. And you said two jobs. What's your other job? I work at zoomies part time. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that was uh that was a little like a highlight post high school. Right. As I started college, I was at zoomies. I was like, this place is great. It was so dope. Like getting discounts at zoomies is the best. <laughs> you hear me? Oh, dude, that's incredible. Boards, come on. Man. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, man. I uh, that was always the best part, right? It's like, oh, I can get a, I can get a complete, complete deck. I can get a complete longboard. I can, I can get some winter coats. I can. Oh, I'm, I'm chilling, man. Forty percent off. I'm ready. I like after my first shift, and they told me I had my discount. I balled out. Man. Yeah, you're like, I just want you guys to know, I only work here for the discount. All right. <laughs> One hundred percent. Yeah, dude. My uh, my sister got a job at Vans, and I'm just like, I gotta take advantage of that right now. <laughs> dude, I like that's incredible. What else? Like, obviously, you know, now we know what uh, Alex and and uh, Caleb do. What it? What else do you guys like? What do you guys do for work? I'm a I'm a contractor, so I build houses. Nice, dude. Hard work, man. That's what my dad. That's my dad's profession, and. I definitely didn't pursue it because it was not my line of work, but I appreciate the heck out of it. <laughs> there's, there's good money in it again, as long as you want to work. 
<laughs> hard work. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. What about you, Adam? Um, well, I work at Guitar Center. Oh, heck yeah. Same deal with Caleb. You know, I'm just there for that discount. <laughs> there dude. There for that band discount. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I used never. to be the assistant store manager of Chuck E. Cheese for a while. I just recently left that job. Um, planning on going to school in the fall. So I'm just trying to focus on the band right now and then also bettering myself. Heck yeah, dude. That's fantastic. My son would probably be like jealous of the fact that you were the manager at Chuck E. Cheese because yeah. he's he's six and and the Chuck E. Cheese that was close to us closed down. He's like, I need you to take me to Chuck E. Cheese. And I'm like, dude, there isn't one anywhere near. He's like, we need to find one. And it, I was like, it's like six hours away. He's like, let's go. <laughs> About it. Yeah, yeah. It was an interesting job, but. You know, once you get into that kind of job, it's just, it, it becomes your whole life, you know, and it was, it was taking time away from the band, you know, and I just said, you know what, this isn't what I want to spend the rest of my life doing. Yeah. Cause as manager of a store, you're, you're kind of on call at all times, right? Yeah. Ugh, um, brutal. Yeah, man. But I mean, like, like I said, the, the amount of work, cause obviously, you know, jobs and now Adam, you're going to school, like. Like that type of stuff. Plus how many hours do you, would you guys say you're like actively? Cause there's, there's active working on the band and then there's like the, Oh, every waking second you guys are thinking of new ideas that I don't count. Cause that is work, but it's kind of just like your creative outlet as well. But like actively yeah. working on the band, how much are you guys, how much time are you guys like dedicating to that? Like including things like this, the podcast, cause this is time away from your homes and your families and, and work and everything. At least what 10 plus hours every week probably just yeah. for practice just for, for practices, practices and keeping up with you know talking about things that are coming up shows that are coming up interviews such as this uh you know pl planning ideas and stuff like that we use practice not only for practicing our sets but at the same time keeping up with the inner workings of the band and you know, ideas yeah. like talking about planning music videos and studio trips and keeping the website updated, yeah, keeping the website merch updated. drops, which by the way, I, so I build websites, um, as Ooh. like a side hustle. Like I have a business with some friends and, uh, your guys' website's beautiful. You did a good job. Thank um, you. it's, it's something that, that isn't said, that isn't something I can say very often about a lot of people's websites is that it's actually enticing. <laughs> I um yeah I, it's awesome I love obviously like the uh you know the fact that you've got the nice sections with all the 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 band pictures and, and obviously it flows really well so you did a good job um it's uh it's a lot of work though just managing stuff making sure things are up to date and SEO and <laughs> sure that's awesome and uh stuff too <laughs> what was that and merch inventory and all that stuff too dude yeah like you I said you helps out with that too yeah you said randy's sister does a lot of the designs do you guys like pitch her ideas and she just kind of refines it how does how do you guys do your merch designs so merch merch designs actually now talking about merch we just uh collabed with our buddy's business uh abc clothing and we're going to be going through them <clears throat> Uh, fully now so now we'll just oh, be able to just send ideas send money and then you know 
go about the go about the business uh keeping the merch flowing heck yeah dude but, uh carissa is a great graphic designer uh she his graphic design and pretty much our whole aesthetic a whole aesthetic um but really we just kind of like pitch ideas really okay. we don't we we know that somebody's gonna do the job better than us you know what i mean so really all all you can do is send ideas yeah yeah send, ideas, send your cash and pray that it's good yeah i mean that that's i can't remember who who it was i uh i was listening to but they were like you do some you do something or some things really well everything else have someone else who does that thing really well do it exactly <laughs> Yeah. It's like you guys make the music really well. You write the music really well. Why would you kill yourselves trying to to also do something else that you know you're not going to do as well? Like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes just putting in a couple extra hours at work, and then taking the money you've earned and bringing it to somebody who specializes in something is worth more than trying to do it yourself. Way worth more, dude. That I mean, that's a that's that's funny. Like, hadn't even thought of that because it's like, oh yeah, like. We, we work day jobs for a reason, right? We gotta, we're going to now be able to provide a little extra to, to what we've got. Like for you guys, um, is, is, does it cost a lot to like be in a band? Yeah. Yes. Me personally, (laughs) me personally, like over the past five years, I've probably put at least every paycheck, at least a hundred bucks to $200 into the band. Dang. Well, and that's going to merch. That's going to like tours. What is what all is it going to? A little mer- merch, merch designs, uh, studio time, uh, yes. masters, <laughs> like the mix, the masters, the backtrack, uh, backtracks, PR, PR. Uh, list goes on. Gas, <laughs> money, for the Gas money for the van. Yeah, which dude. I don't even. We're supposed to tour in June and not looking forward. To not that gas not bill. looking forward to that gas bill, dude. Bro, <laughs> yeah, I filled up today and I drive like I drive a Mazda three, right? Like a small little sedan, right? Four yeah. cylinder, small gas tank, forty two dollars to fill it up, and it wasn't even fully empty. And I was like, "Gosh, man, what a nightmare!" I have a Honda Civic. Yeah. And- just one trip to the studio because Randy's about two and a half hours from us. Okay. One trip to the studio and back. And then the next day I went to Albany and back for a saving vices music video. I got to be a part of, and I literally put a hundred dollars in gas in a Honda civic in two days, in two days. Oh, I was sick. Dude, that is heart wrenching. Oh, that is awful. Where, where is, uh, Where's Binghamton? So Binghamton is like dead smack in the PA New York border. Oh, okay. Uh, like the line of the PA New York border, like New York's PA's hat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's right in the center of it. Cool. Like okay. We're like probably 20 minutes to PA right now. Okay. Yeah. Cause my, my sister lives, um, tiny town near Albany. I think, uh, Delhi is the little tiny town she lives in. And so, yeah, I would fly into Syracuse when I'd go visit her. So I'm like, like I'm real, I'm 
kind of getting an idea of where you guys are at. <laughs> it's beautiful yeah, it's like out there, man. Hour south of Syracuse. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's beautiful out there. With Albany and Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It depends on who's driving too. I mean, actually, <laughs> it's about forty-five minutes. <laughs> If you punch it into your Apple Maps, it's an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. And is is like is Metalcore pretty big there? Uh it isn't, it isn't. You know. I'd say Metalcore is not huge in Binghamton. Um Binghamton has a really big punk scene and it has a really big hardcore scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it used to have a big hardcore scene. I feel like it kind of died. Yeah. Oh, um, but maybe. It's not like not the huge. Long Island type scene then at all, huh? Definitely not. No. Oh, okay. No, there were there was another metalcore band that was pretty big from Binghamton, but they're not together anymore. Um, I, I yeah, I can't really think of any other like Binghamton metalcore bands. Yeah, I mean, uh, coasting on potential, and they're around. They 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 had a decent local following. Mm-hmm. I mean, it comes back to like really us being uh um, immature band at the time you know what i mean at the time we were playing with the local scene but you know you know you kind of i guess expect the local scene to pop up for you but you haven't really created that local scene for yourself so you know what i mean yeah it's kind of like the chicken and the egg scenario right it's like is the scene do we do we make the music because the scene's there or do we create like do we, you know, it's like, it's but moving forward with, yeah. with music. Yeah. yeah. That's how it should be. That's how every music, every musician's made it is they've made it, you know, they've created their own scene. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess getting aggravated when you're going to other people's shows and networking at other people's shows and people aren't coming to your shows gets got frustrated. And so we were like, all right, let's just start playing out other local scene, other scenes and get our music out. Other than just what are the some of the the places are you guys going like albany syracuse you going down to like pittsburgh philadelphia where are you guys headed to a lot uh so far we got a lot we've been playing a lot in allentown lately allentown pa oh, okay uh there's a booker out there that likes to book us his name's uh louis derico shout out to the good bookers like that man yeah <laughs> Um, like quite a few shows in Connecticut recently. Yeah, Connecticut too. Um, Poughkeepsie. Uh, we haven't really played up much up north north of New York. Okay. Recently, like we'd li- love to get out to like Rochester and yeah, because Rochester's got a decent scene out there too. Albany, Albany would be sick. Yeah, but dude. For the most part, we've been we've been south for the most part. Cool. PA, Connecticut. I think he also said he's got a Rhode Island date book too. Dope. That'll be, that'll be a rowdy show based on what I've heard about Rhode Island. (laughs) Uh, We also got a show in Jersey. Heck yeah, dude. Called the Starcade with a Skylet drive. Their original, they're playing impending doom. I set the kills fit for rivals, bury your dead. Wow. That's a big set, dude. That's a big lineup. Yeah, it's it's like it was a festival, but then they uh they cut it down. I think just a main stage now. But that's I mean that's pretty sick, man. That's a because those are those are some names that'll drive in a lot of a lot of eyes and a lot of ears. That's sick for sure. 
That's so, dude, I'll bet that's super, that's super awesome, man. When you, uh, when you said Poughkeepsie, my, my sister made fun of me so much because, uh, a musician I loved for a long time, Alex Goot, he's from Poughkeepsie. He's just like, uh, does a lot of pop music. He, he was originally making his own music and then he started doing, uh, covers and I was like, eh, whatever. But anyway, he was from Poughkeepsie and, uh, I was like, Hey, Where's Puff Keepsy? And my my sister was like, "What are you saying?" <laughs> man. I was like, "Maybe it's Poke. Is it Poughkeepsy? And she's like, "What are you talking?" And she's like, "Oh, Poughkeepsy." And I was like, "Oh, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh gosh. Every time I think of that city, that's what I think of is that idiotic way of saying it. But uh, man, I'm stoked, dude. You guys, there's a. I think there's a lot coming down the pipe. I think like based on on the new stuff you've been dropping the new releases there's i'm i'm really stoked to hear the album um really stoked to to hear what you guys do and uh awesome talking with you but before i end i always like to end with just like a few questions that have nothing to do with the band do you guys still have a couple minutes yeah for sure oh heck yeah all right so uh this first question um comes from the fact that i eat way too much candy and way too much sugar um, so what is your guys's, you know, individually, what's your favorite candy or dessert? I've been going first this whole time. You guys can go. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite, like biggest cravings of all time, all the time, when I'll be like sitting on the couch watching Lord of the Rings, you know, um, extended versions. I was actually um, going to say that, but I was like, he's going to, I'm going to wait. I'm going to give him a second. <laughs> um, but Ben and Jerry's ice cream, man. I like the Chunky Monkey. I like the, uh, oh, the last one I just had was the cherry one. That the one cherry was Garcia. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's another one, the brownie with the big brownie core. Brownie yeah, core. Yeah. I think it's called brownie core. Those ones are dope, man. Those ones with the cores are so good. So good, man. They make, dude, I'll eat, I usually, if I get one of those, it's gone in the same city. Well, at least at least they're pretty small, so you don't feel as guilty, right? <laughs> My butt feels pretty guilty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess you're uh, lactose intolerant, huh? <laughs> I, I never saw myself as lactose intolerant, but I suppose you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> I just suffer through and I don't admit nothing. <laughs> I just live my life, man. <laughs> One bathroom break at a time. That's it, bro. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm a big fan myself of like I love sour skittles. Can't find them anymore. I don't think they even exist. Oh, they definitely do, bro. They're all over the place here in Utah. I can't find them. They, I'll, I'll like, have to find some and mail them out to you. The all lime bag. Skittles, <laughs> like what the heck is that? Yeah, it's because people are complaining that they changed it to green apple for a time, and they're like lime is back, and they're like woo. Yeah, but now I can't find anything else in like anywhere. It's just yeah. All lime. I'll, I'll find, I'll find, I, like I said, there's a bunch of sour Skittles at my, at the store here. My son has become obsessed with them. That's why I know. <laughs> oh yeah. I love sour Skittles. And my other fa- favorite snack, salt and vinegar chips. Oh, oh, dang. Dude, those are a little bit too much for me. <laughs> Makes my like face just like pucker up. Just thinking like, Oh, the flavor is just too strong. <laughs> Sexy chocolate. <laughs> Oh man, Adam. Yeah. Well, uh, I try not to snack too much because uh, I'm, you know, trying to be healthy and all. But I'm proud of uh, you. 
couple things that always break that for me. Uh, I love Nutella. <laughs> Nutella is always good. You know, no shame. I've eaten entire jars of Nutella. <laughs> Dang, bro. <laughs> it doesn't last. Um, it's like it's outlawed in my house because like I'll buy some and be like, oh, yeah, for like pokes and sandwiches. No. 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 It's just gone. It's just. <laughs> That's M&M's for me. I can't buy M&M's. Yeah, it's the same thing in my house. Yeah, though, bro. bro. Nutella, I have to like hide it from the kids. <laughs> oh, like, dude. If I all of a sudden just find remnants of it on the counter. Hey, hey I told you. <laughs> dude, I, uh, I had a friend who I was, I didn't bring a lunch one day and he brought, he, he brought two sandwiches. He's like, oh, you can have this second one. It was a peanut butter and Nutella sandwich. I'd never even heard of it. And it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, like blue line. yeah, I was like, dude, you need a glass of milk with that, though, man, because oh, you're yeah. like your mouth is just like, I can't even swallow anymore. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, dude, make a Nutella milkshake, bro. Now that. That's oh, yeah, so good. I make smoothies at my house now because this guy got me bit back into making like some smoothies and shit at the That's house. Nice. Uh, but uh, I, I always almost slap some Nutella or some, and, and some peanut butter in that smoothie. Always, always peanut butter. Always. always. Yeah, dude. Nice. I love it. All right, Caleb, you're up now, man. Well, I'm the snack whore of the group. I'm gonna hey, just- I love it. Me and my girlfriend do a lot of snacking at our place. Uh, recently, it's been uh, animal crackers and milk. Nice. Frosted or non frosted? Obviously, frosted. Frosted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, just the way you said that. Like, how could. But that was like a sin even asking you. Obviously, <laughs> frosted. <laughs> uh, uh, but my main go to snack every day is cereal. Heck yeah, dude! What's your what's your go to? Love a bowl of cereal at night, or in the morning, or in the afternoon, or whatever. I'm Literally any time, cereal fits. What's what's your go to cereal? Go to cereal? I have too many. Oh, for real? Oh, all right. Give me your top three. Yeah, we have like at least five cereals at all times in our house. Oh, that we're just Dang! But uh, you know, cinnamon toast crunch is blessing. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you've ever had cinnamon toast crunch churros, slaps. Uh, uh, fruity pebbles, obviously. Fruity pebbles are my jam, right there, bro. Just make sure you rinse the bowl, or else they become like concrete. Yeah, they become (laughs) concrete. (laughs) Uh, Let's see what else. I don't know. I like I like the classics too, like you know Cheerios. But I, if it's regular Cheerios, I gotta add some sugar. Absolutely, dude. Uh, Same same with Rice Krispies. Always gotta add that sugar. See, I no, I'll see. I'll eat. I, a, I'll eat bowl of rice, rice krispies. Just rice krispies. No, not no, me, bro. I need sugar. I don't know what it is, but I can eat no, that. Same, dude. Have you guys I'm, ever had rice krispie treats made with fruity pebbles instead of rice krispies? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now that awesome. that's what's up. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, next question here for you. This one, sometimes it's hard to come up with your number one. So, uh, you know, if you want to do your number one, two, and three, cool. Um, but uh, favorite movie. And no, it, yes, you can do, you know, Two Towers, right, Return I'm, of the King, Fellowship. But you can even include them as one movie if you want, so, you know. So, actually, those, those, those aren't my favorite movie. Mine's, it's a, actually a cult classic. 
But we'll let Caleb go first, unless you want me to. Do no, no, no. I was just, I was just letting you know you can, you can bundle them if you need. <laughs> okay. okay. So like, my favorite comfort movie would be Step Brothers. Okay, love it. Uh, childhood favorites would be uh, Lion King and Toy Story. Heck yeah, dude. Uh, Toy Story always creeped me out as a kid. Really? I had all the toys. Toy Soldiers creeped me out, but Toy Story never did. <laughs> I was a bad <laughs> kid. To <laughs> movie favorite of all time, huh? Probably be the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. <laughs> wait, wait, which one? The newest one or the the older one? The original SpongeBob okay. SquarePants movie. Yeah, my Dude, son. I could literally probably to this day recite. The Dude, whole we movie. do it at work all the time. That's incredible. Give me, give me one second. I have to show you something. Okay. There's so many good movies, though. There are a ton of great movies. So this was the uh, this was the wrapping paper that I used for my wife's Christmas gifts this year. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah. That's uh, he actually gave me a stepbrother's mug. Nice, (laughs) dude. You know, tea out of that all day. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, who's up next? I'll go. Alright. I'm a big Boondock Saints fan myself. I love the the first one. Heck like, yeah. Uh but like man, I'm a big DBZ fan, so I I watch I don't, I don't like the movies. I don't like them. I don't like the movies that much. Some of the old old school ones though, like Lord Slug, probably one of my favorites. But uh I love uh like old anime. I don't know why my household used to be into that stuff, but I've, my favorite movie of all time is Little uh, Princess Mononoke. Okay. Uh, I've heard of that one, actually. Is that great? Studio Ghibli. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah. I love Studio it's, Ghibli. It's I mean, old I school anime, dude, like Toonami was my go to after elementary school, dude. I'd go home and race to Toonami. Oh, yeah. Yu Yu Hakusho, oh, yeah, Inuyasha, mm-hmm. a bunch of those. Dragon Ball Z was just. One of my favorites. Yeah, dude. And uh, um, House Moving Castle. Moving Castle. I got that one too. My, yeah, it's a great movie. That's awesome. Okay. Um, I'd say some of my top movies would probably be Goodfellas. Okay, nice. Bastards. Glorious Bastards. I love Tarantino. Dude, that movie is Um, incredible. Yeah, that's, I think that's that's probably my favorite Tarantino movie. Yeah, Glorious Bastards. Yeah, oh, for dude, sure. I love that one. That's my favorite Tarantino um, movie by far. You know, I'm a really big fan of horror films. Um, and like, yeah, a lot of psychological thrillers. Midsommar. Oh, I heard that one was messed up. Was really <laughs> oh, yeah. good. That's definitely in like my top five films. That's the one where they yep. go to like a cult, right? And like, she just yeah. ends up killing the dude. <laughs> no. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but uh, it's, I love those kinds of movies. Midsommar, Hereditary, um, Mother was, was another movie in that same vein that was really okay. Cool. Dude, those movies just I I don't do well with scary, so uh, so yeah, I definitely wouldn't wouldn't fit in on that movie night. But <laughs> it depends on the scariness of the movie for me. Oh, I love Hereditary scary. had me messed up. I just like that movies too. Yeah. 
I'll be playing these guys the most fucked up movies ever. Like on the, on the <laughs> van rides home from, we'll play a show and I'll be like, "All right, you're watching Hereditary, Alex." <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I was in the van with Caleb, and uh, I remember like the whole van was quiet. And like that's normal sometimes because the guys will sleep in the back on the way home or whatever, you know. And I'll stay up front with Caleb just to make sure there's two people awake at all times, you know. It's good practice. But yeah. um, remember one time, I, all I heard was like some weird ass noises. Like I was like, <laughs> "What?" And like, I remember looking, "What are you guys watching?" And they're like, they're both huddled up in a blanket, like in the back of the van, like watching. I think it was a mother. Mother, you were watching. No, it was hereditary. Was it hereditary? hereditary. (laughs) I haven't worked to show him mother yet. (laughs) (laughs) He had me watch Hereditary, and I was just like, "Oh God, oh jeez!" They're like, "They're like, you gotta watch this movie, man." I'm like, "Nah." And then this other guy has to throw it in a freaking intro to a song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. I oh that stuff. I don't do well with that stuff. That's awesome, though. All right, Jaden, I think you're up, dude. So my favorite movie is actually The Crow. Um, oh, dang. That's a, yeah, that's, a top, that's a top two, three yeah. for me. Yeah, it's been have, years uh, since I've seen that. Yeah, it's uh, tattooed on my wrist. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, I just like, like, I don't know. Man, what better way? Like, like yeah, I'm going to come back. Like, my life was so bad. I'm going to come back from the dead and beat everybody up. And like I'm indestructible because of a crow. That's pretty dope. I mean, it is, it is pretty dope. It's uh, yeah. I have to watch that movie again. Like I said, it's been a long time. I like the Marvel series too. Oh, those are great. Can't also, go wrong. As far as like, just like kind of like what Caleb said, like the stuff I'll watch, like, night after night after night all the time. I mean, like, yeah, you obviously got one. Um, I own the whole extended edition lord of the rings set with the hobbit too and we'll sit there and watch all of them like till we have headaches because we can't watch anymore like, dude that is quite i mean it's a commitment i yeah. i we started we started it like one time it was like early i felt like it was early probably like 10 a.m we didn't finish until like like we took a little break to go get dinner and stuff but i, I feel like we didn't finish until like two or three in the morning the next day like it felt like it was just like forever yep yeah other than that, I watch a lot of old cartoons. Oh heck um, yeah! It's like Scooby Doo, Courage, Scooby Doo. I had Scooby Doo uh, bed sheets when I was younger. Yeah, uh, Courage <laughs> the Cowardly Dog is my jam. I watch a lot of uh, um, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Oh okay, man. It's yeah. been so many long time since I've seen any of these. Yeah. Rocket Power was my. Was dude, Rocket Power was my jam for sure, dude. I loved that. And Rugrats, Rugrats and Rocket Power every day, man. <laughs> That's awesome. So my favorite's Naruto for sure. I've Naruto. heard good things about it. I've never seen it, but I've heard really good things about that show. Naruto's amazing. Yeah. Naruto's pretty good. I've never seen Naruto. I have seen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Watching that show when you're done with DBZ, bro. When you're done with DBZ, <laughs> yeah. you got your workout. Right now, I'm watching all of Dragon Ball, so Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball DT, and all the movies. You yeah. don't really need GT. Yeah. That's what everybody. Keeps yeah. Someone, someone, uh, one of my friends was like, "There's a, there's like a, um, a special cut of Dragon Ball Z where it cuts out all of the excess. Ah, you know, like cuts out like all the extra, like." 
and it cuts down so much time apparently freeze a fight I'm, I'm, I'm gonna admit i watched dragon ball z on the 1.5 fast forward yeah so still hear the audio but like they just talk faster so you can get through the filler you know what i mean like yeah uh, they, but apparently they actually have like versions that you can buy that are cut to cut out all that extra filler and it apparently like takes the series down like I think it, they. I think my buddy was saying it's like thirty-five or forty percent of the series is cut, like the amount of time it takes is cut down. Power of the you know. Yep. Oh, it's incredible. All right, last question. I like I said, I appreciate you, the heck out of you guys staying for so long. Um, favorite non-music related hobby. So favorite thing to do that has nothing to do with music. And obviously, uh, it's kind of nice because Adam prefaced early at the very beginning. He's like, I don't really have any non-music hobbies. So this is a fun one for him to answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I always kind of bounce back and forth between little hobbies here and there. Um, I haven't really found that thing outside of music that I really spend a lot of time on. Yeah. Um, I was like, I was really into Airsoft for a while and then I kind of got out of it. Uh, there's just been a bunch of small stuff like that. Um, so jiu-jitsu, usually I'm just watching TV or yeah, you were into jujitsu. I, I was into jujitsu for a while. Heck wanna yeah, dude. That. Um, definitely want to get back into that here eventually. Yeah, um, dude. Watching TV, watching Naruto, uh, playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your video game of choice? We obviously talked about the movies and, and shows. What's your video game of choice? That's a tough one. There Probably. Probably Rainbow Six Siege and Rocket League are my two big ones. Dude, Siege is balling, man. I love Siege. Nice, man. I was expecting Elden Ring. I don't know why. I just like no. I can't. I can't do from software games. I was just trying Dark Souls Three. It was like this isn't for me, man. I I want to have fun. Yeah, I would rage. I've watched some so hard. Yeah, dude. I've watched some gameplay, and I'm like, I would literally be raging right now. I'd be freaking out. It's like I don't spend a ton of time playing video games. So when I do, I'm like I'm trying to enjoy myself, you know? Yeah. Do you play on PC or console? I play on console. Heck yeah, dude. I have a PS4 and an Xbox One. I, I've been thinking about getting a gaming PC. It's I, it's fun. It's taken the, the dive into it yet. Dude, it it like if you play Siege, I was pretty I was like I think I was uh hovering around gold two, gold one, which isn't great, but it's not bad on siege on xbox and playstation then i went to pc and i became bronze pretty much immediately (laughs) (laughs) it was uh it was pretty it was pretty bad because i mean those guys with the mouse and keyboard are just headshot dinging dude it's awful (laughs) that's crazy yeah man all right who's up next i pretty much outside of the band stuff it's pretty much all family stuff for me Hey, that's awesome, dude. When I when I I do jam on some video games, that's uh, one little thing I do in the downtime. But I'm big into I I love Dark Souls. I don't care what you say. <laughs> well, I love the Dark Souls series. I, I love to throw my controller through the wall. It's so much fun. <laughs> for me, for me, it's the exact opposite. Like I, he just got me playing a new Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, dude. And that's 
very Great similar. Game. And I literally spent like, I don't know, a half hour to 45 minutes trying to take out one dude that I just that kept taking me out. And I was like, no, I'm going to just, <laughs> I'm stubborn. Those I'm inquisitors gonna... pissed me off a lot during that game yeah, for sure. I'm, my, one of my biggest games that I play is a game called Hollow Knight. And it's a, oh, that one's cool. That little 2D one, right? Or the side scroller yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I play the hell out of that. Uh, almost got it finished. I have one damn thing left to do. But I'll get there. That's awesome, dude. Love it. Love to play Destiny sometimes. I used to be a big Call of Duty fan, but that just became hard to keep up with. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, Jaden and Caleb, who's next? Ah, oh, it was bad. It was bad. Right <laughs> I'm used to Rochambeau. Rochambeau. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, uh, I mean, like I said before, I'm a big skateboarder. Heck yeah, so, dude. Uh, if it's a nice day out, uh, you'll find me at the park. And Literally. if I don't have anything, I do. <laughs> like, I know, like, I can usually just drive to the skate park. If, like, if I know it's after, like, 4.30 or 5-ish and it's not a band day, he's like, I, I, I can just go to the skate park and know yeah. Kayla's going to be there. Yeah. Hey, that's dope, man. What's the what's the coolest trick you're able to do? Um, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a hard question. I it guess is hard. Like it's it's kind of like, like throwing it out there, but I mean, like skateboarding. There's just such a big spectrum on because like people just like music, they pick out what tricks they like. You know what I mean? That's true. Just like they pick genres, they pick tricks with what tricks they like. So like, I mean. Some tricks that I do would be hard for somebody else, but they're kind of easy for me. Yeah. I mean, my go, my go-to trick, like my favorite trick to do is a nollie flip. Oh, that's but tough, dude. Props to you. Trick like a switch tray. That's tough too, man. Those are big. Those are big tricks, dude. That's dope. Dude, I can't even like, ollie. I can't even ollie for nothing. Like I can, I can like skate around. I can barely, do that. <laughs> nah. I can barely you know, do that. I I became too much of a pansy, man. I trips uh, and the the three of us will just be like we're barely holding on, and Caleb's over here doing like switch tray flips. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, awesome. And we're just I like, yeah, ball. go, go, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, you're like you're like we're winning th- via proxy. He's he's winning for the whole band, not just for himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're representing promises right yeah. now. That's awesome, dude. I love it. Other than that, I watch like a lot of anime and uh, I'm not too big in video games, but lately my cousin's had an Oculus and he left it at my house. So I've been playing the hell out of Beat Saber. Beat Saber. But I've heard Beat Saber's fun, man. Beat Saber is a blast. Yeah, my buddy's trying to convince me to get a uh, PlayStation VR. I'm like, dude, that's as much as my PS5 almost. Like, it's basically the same cost. Just get an Oculus, bro. Listen, the Oculus right now is only like two or three hundred bucks, and it's miles better than the PlayStation VR. I have a PlayStation VR. Definitely get the Oculus. (laughs) Listen, listen, definitely get the Oculus. (laughs) Okay, like there are a couple really cool games for the PlayStation VR. There are, but like, that's it. Once you play those three to, I'm going to say, depending on who you are, three to ten games, like, you're going to be bored of it. You're like, man, I wish there was something else. And, and like, those three to four games are just Sorcery, on Oculus. Too. 
Blade and Sorcery. I, I, I get pretty brutal in some Blade and Sorcery on that. I've never heard of that one. So it's like a, uh, it's kind of like a gladiator game. Cool. So all these glad you're like set set in the middle of the like a coliseum. Uh huh. You okay. just have waves of gladiators coming to fight you, and you just like wield swords, or you can use bow and arrows, or that would be a lot of fun. Adam was walking around with a shovel, just pinging people. On that. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, dude. That's while, that sounds dope. And with everyone playing on my Oculus. Yeah, playing on his <laughs> Oculus, blade and swords. Yeah, that's I'd have awesome. Play and I'd be like, man, this is so cool. I gotta go pick up my son. <laughs> One time when I threw a knife and took his whole light off the ceiling. <laughs> I've that's my that's one of my worries, dude. I've seen that happen in so many of those like fail army videos, right? Like, dude, I did it. Do you get motion sick at all while playing with it? I don't really get that. No, oh, okay. They they express that they do. Oh, okay. I did when I first got it, but you know, you kind of get used to it. You kind of calibrate, basically. Oh, that makes sense. All right, Jaden, what about you, bro? So my hobbies probably include. Uh, I like to read about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, I read a lot. Lord of the Rings. Read about Lord of the Rings. It's, Talk about it's, Lord of the Rings. it's not just Lord of the Rings. It's one story. All right. Um, do you like Brandon Sanderson? Uh, I've never heard of him. I mean, I'm a reader too. What was what was that? I'm a very I'm, I read pretty much all fiction. Okay, yeah, because he's he's uh, fantasy fiction. Um, okay. It's uh, the Way of Kings is like one of the big series he has. Um, he okay. he does he's got some he's got some pretty good like I enjoyed the heck out of his stuff. But I listen I do audiobooks and like the most recent one. It was like 56 hours of audiobook. I was like, holy frick, bro. This is a little much. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. But I, you might, I mean, if you enjoy Lord of the Rings, you'd probably enjoy it. It's uh, it's a pretty fun one. The only thing, that, I mean, I, what I really like about like Tolkien's universe um, is like, you can, it's easy to dive into for like anybody. What I always tell them to do, I'm like, if you want to like kind of get into the Tolkien universe and really see what's going on, Basically, like, and, you know, if you watch Lord of the Rings and, and you like it, just start with those characters. So, like, yeah, get on YouTube. There's a couple really good channels. Uh, the Men of the West, fantastic YouTube channel. And then, um, what's the other one? Uh, I don't remember the other one. But anyway, they uh, they go over, like, all the backstory of characters and everything. And they'll, they'll like, bring excerpt from, like, the, the books and whatnot and show you where the lineage is and how the story connects and all that. And it, you can just dive in from there. It, I th- it's, it's a cr- incredible to me because there are some YouTube channels that do star Wars things too. Right. And I'm like, yeah, it yeah, blows, yeah, yeah. it blows my mind that people can literally make a living on YouTube. Just talking about the, about books, like about those things. It blows my mind. I'm like, this is, People are like they're like historians for like a history that's fictional. A yeah, fictional yeah, history, true. exactly. Yeah, a fictional historian. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Other than that, that, is that, really crazy. that is crazy. Besides just hanging out, I like to have like fires and stuff. So it's Caleb. Um, Fire Fridays. Yeah, yeah. Oh heck so yeah! We, like bonfires. Yeah. Yeah. So like every nice. Friday, every Friday uh, after work, I usually put together have a couple guys over. You know, small little gathering at my house and have have a fire yeah that's dope 
I'll do it. Sometimes I'll be like, yo, Caleb, you having a fire on Friday? I'll be like, yeah, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do mine on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, awesome. I have two rescue dogs I like to hang out with at the fires and whatnot. Like just, kayak. Kayaking. Yeah, kayaking is really fun. Dude. Yeah, I dude, all that stuff just makes me think of summer, and I'm just so ready for summertime, bro. Yeah, so, yeah you got me reminiscing over here. I know, dude. Cool. Oh man. Well, thank you guys so much, man. I uh, I want to once again just commend you on on creating some dope music. Um, well done. Props to you. And I'm super stoked to see where things go because uh, obviously with the new album, whenever that's coming, um, I'm excited to. to to see the steps that you've taken and the, and the kind of the experimenting, experimenting you're doing. Cause uh, obviously the, the singles that you've released, I'm like, dude, this is sick. This is, this is some, some unique, awesome sound. So, uh, so yeah, man, I, uh, I wish you guys the best of luck. That's been going on. That's for sure. Heck yeah, dude. Well, man, like I said, thank you guys so much for your time. And uh, it was awesome getting to know you guys. It's nice yeah. to meet you as well, man. It was nice to meet you too, man. Same. Man, huge thank you for listening to this episode. Obviously, it was a really rad conversation, and these guys have so much going for them. So I'm really excited to see where things go for them. They've obviously got some some rad new music coming along down the road sometime soon. So be keeping your eyes peeled for that. And obviously, um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Always appreciated. Hopefully you enjoyed it because I had a, I have a blast every week being able to talk to these awesome bands and being able to get to know them. Remember if, if uh, you want, you can head on over to YouTube, subscribe there. You can watch the live stream of these interviews when they happen. And uh, you can also check out clips and maybe even if it's easier to share a clip from YouTube, you can always share those and make it a little bit faster for people to, to learn about these bands and learn about, about the podcast. But thank you for checking it out. And until next time. Deuces.